0: everybody welcome back episode four of the warrior edu podcast and i am still still without my co-host Leah Pelletier. She is at home, having just had our little friend Harrison, and I can't wait to get her back, but I know she's home recuperating and resting and getting that little champ all all ready to go. So Leah and Mike are doing well. Harrison's doing well. I just spoke with the other day, and so uh, we'll, we'll look forward to the day when she gets back on the show. But in the meantime, welcome to the War Room, McHenry High School teacher, coach, and assistant athletic director, Rob Nemec. Rob, how are you today? Good. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. We're so You, you and I to today,
1: you. when I, when I replied to your email, I got a kickback email from Leah, you know, the automated one that she's out of the office and stuff. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, that's, that's right. It's just going to be me and you today, but good for her. I mean, I'm sure. She's enjoying time
0: with Harrison. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we'll, and we'll be fine. I mean, I think we'll be able to muddle through just fine without her. I don't know. I I hope you don't have any worries about that. Uh, I trust you. <laughs> All right. Well, I don't know if trust is a good word, but, you know, I, I think I'll do all right. I think I'll do all right. So, Rob, I mean, um, I'm so glad you're on today. You know, I've I've, uh, I've been a, a fan of your coaching um, for the last few years since I've been in the district here, and that, this is only the start of my fourth year, and, uh, you know, working, for those of you who don't know, for our listeners who don't know, um, you know, East and West Campus, they're two separate high schools in the same district, and so Rob works at West Campus during the day, and I'm at over at the East Campus. And so I've not been able to, you know, I I mentioned witnessing your coaching, I've not been able to see you teach in action. right? Um, But I know about the, you know, the relationships that you're able to build. I know uh, your coaching style from watching you coach basketball for the last three years. Um, And so I'm just thrilled to have you on here and and dig in a little bit into, you know, your, your role in in the high school here. So I'm just thrilled that you're with us today. So thanks for having me for sure. Yeah, let's start there though i mean you know tell everyone for those of you who, for those who don't know you maybe um you know a little bit about your your teacher story man i mean what's your journey um yeah. what, how, to, how did you start how did you get into education right well i
1: you know I, I i had two ideas when i was growing up what i wanted to do as far as a profession my my grandfather was a firefighter in the city of milwaukee for Wow. Oh, shoot, 30, 40 years. So that was something that I was interested in. But then I was, you know, I just love the high school atmosphere. When I was in high school, I had a blast it was the time of my life. I love the schedule. I love, you know, all the things that come with high school, you know, from from homecoming to, uh, you know, like you know, proms to, um, you know, Friday night football games to uh, different um, performances by students on every single activity and all these things. And I just loved being a part of like that. Know, spirit weeks anything i just loved being a part of high school so i knew that i wanted to be a you know a teacher and a coach i was like that was my other option and i went i left i went to chris lake south high school and ended up going to a small school in nebraska called hastings college hmm. um, a lot of people ask like why out there well uh, pretty much facilities wise they have division one facilities at a small school reason being uh one of their graduates his name is tom osborne he was a uh Uh, all-american there who ended up being a coach at nebraska won Mm. national championships in football He the the senator there in nebraska just one of those people that's what i love so i went to hastings because i was like i wasn't good enough to play in the division one level basketball but i wanted division one like feeling you know like, like we sold out the arena every night and wanted to play basketball and also wanted to be you know eventually i thought i was gonna be a college coach maybe when i was about halfway through college you know like that was that was like the route i was gonna go but the teaching stuff started to pick up even more and I started volunteering at the middle school as a tutor. Um, you know, it's part, you know, you had to get a lot of hours when you're doing your practicum. So I did that during the day because it was really difficult to balance that basketball and all those teacher hours that you had to observe. Sure. So I did my best in the mornings. You know, I, I always went to Hastings high school uh, for like the history classes. And then I went to Hastings middle school, um, in the afternoons that I was available early afternoons and did tutoring there with, uh, mm. you know, English language arts and social studies um student taught out in nebraska and you know came to mchenry and actually uh Jeff, it's funny I, I went through six different interviews and didn't get the job until i got to mchenry in july it was 2006 wow um so i went through three and a half months where i'm getting all these interviews and you know getting down to the final two or getting down to like you know the you know second and third call-ups and stuff and i just started like wondering myself like why, why am i not getting these teaching jobs like what, what am i doing wrong am i telling them I feel like I was giving textbook answers a lot more than just being myself. So I'm like, you know what, I'm going to go in this McHenry, um, interview and it might be kind of cocky, but at least it's going to be me. And I, I like to always, I mean, I'm a pretty confident guy. I don't know what new that's a competitive factor, but they always ask in an interview and I've been on in an interview committee with you before. Yeah. Well, why, why hire you? Right. Like why should we hire you? Which what, what separates you? And I just, you know, I'd given all those answers that they always want. They don't. You know, that you would think that the administrators want to hear. When I was in those previous interviews, whether I was at, you know, Lake Zurich High School or Barrington High School, wherever I was interviewing at, I didn't get the job. And I just said, you know what? I said, here's Rob Nemec. You want somebody who is going to show up, can be molded into a great teacher, is going to be super involved with his time, his effort, and his attitude with all your kids. I'm your guy. If you want some brainiac who knows every single history. Uh, nuance and every date and every single battle from here until Mm. all the way back ancient China, I'm probably not your guy, but you know what? I'll learn that stuff. And I'm going to put the time in, I'll put the effort in because I want to be, I want to be somebody who's going to make an impact here in this community, not just, you know what I mean? For 45 minutes, but for longer than that. So that's what I said to him, you know, and and I, and believe it or not, I got a second interview and came back down to the final two and I got the job back in uh, August. Like, first, I think it was 2006. I mean, it was, like, two weeks before school started. Wow. Um, you know, just uh, got – I feel like I got lucky. That I picked up my phone that morning. I was I was working at Barrington part-time um, as as a, you know, a paraprofessional, and I was coaching there and stuff. And I was giving me the plan. And, um, you know, I, I got some long-term sub-gigs for about a half a year because uh, I, I had a student teach in the fall, and I ended up being a teacher at McHenry in 2006. Wow. And, been here since. So now it's what, uh, 2020, 2021. So it's my 15th year here at McHenry. Um, pretty neat thing. Uh, you know, I, I think, um, you know, you get you, you people coming and going and things like that. But sure. um, at one time, I was the youngest teacher in the school district, 22 years old, right? Wow. wow. And now in my department, I'm like the third old. You know what I mean? There's like 15 or 16 of us. Like I have three people in my department alone that I taught or coached. You know, so, I mean, and I have their students, I mean, across the board from, you know, like Sammy Carlson and Cody Friend and, uh, you know, Chris Manson and uh, Natalie O'Tori, all these, you know, younger faces were seen in the building. I taught them or I coached them. Um, And, you know, now at one time I was a 22 year old here in McHenry who, you know, had a lot of learning to do. And now I feel like, you know, when I'm seeing these people on this new teacher list stuff, I just, you know, get a big smile because I'm like, I was. I was that same person, you know, like that. So, yeah, teach U.S. history mainly. That's that's I've been doing. it. This will be my 29th and 30th semester. Um, That's great. Yeah, favorite class to teach is Philosophy of Leadership. Um, It's an elective we have here. I teach economics this semester. Um, Done government for about eight or nine different summer schools, and actually I have a semester of it this year. So, you know, pretty familiar with that, you know, Constitution test and all. I know we're excited about that, right? Wow, um, yeah. It's a good year to teach government, Being you know, election yeah. year and such. Yeah, big year. Um, yeah, so, yeah, 15 years and um, coaching six different sports, both, you know, both genders. And now I'm the head girls basketball coach here, was a boy's assistant coach for eight years, and um, coached baseball with uh, Coach Rockweiler in his program for 12 years now. Um, for six of it, I was his assistant, and now six of it, the last six, I've been the freshman coach for him. Um, i've coached football about half my career, but um, as you said i 'm doing some of the the duties as assistant a d now for the fall sports so sure sure um, I feel like i've you know, done quite a bit you know as far as like outside of the classroom only because it's all i 've ever known you know and, and obviously um, you know, i'm engaged right now i've been engaged now for it's been longer than it 's supposed to you know this whole covid thing <laughs> uh, postponed it uh, t- to next summer it was supposed to be this past summer but um, we both decided we wanted everybody to be there, not feel comfortable and and you know we felt like that waiting was would be just fine as long as everybody could share that day um, so a lot of a lot of the fifteen years of me being able to do all these things here at McHenry and obviously be privileged to I should say not get to a privilege to sure. um, is uh because i haven't had a family and I understand that you know like i mean i um my brother has since moved here to back to the area and he obviously know he works in McHenry as well. Um, but pretty much, you know, most of my family is spread out throughout the, you know, elsewhere, mainly based in uh, Las Vegas too. You know, so oh, wow. um, my ability to do all those things was pretty easy because I mean, what else am I going to do? You know, I like <laughs> you know, that. I mean, I, I'd never known not be one of the last ones to leave a lot, you know, at, at night and stuff. And that's just kind of how it's been. And that's kind of how I like it though, too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and you're, and you're really good at it. You know, I, I watch you and I see how you interact with other people and uh, you're, you you're just always, always respectful to people and and uh, always take a lot of time with uh, you know, your head coaching duties, especially with the girls uh, you know, as head coach of their team, you know, I watch you on the sidelines and I see how much you invest in them. And that, you know, that, that uh, it's clearly, it's clear that you, that you definitely have a passion, but take me back to um you know, you know, you talked about having two choices, really. You know, your grandfather was a firefighter. So obviously mm-hmm. that was, that was, you know, you, you, obviously at some point contemplated following in his footsteps yeah. and doing yeah. the same thing. So what was that turning point where you, where you realized that, nah, this is not going to be it. I'm going to go into education.
1: Well, yeah, I think the biggest thing is I wanted to continue to um, play athletics, you know, in college and stuff. So that
0: was and, the um, athletics was it. Okay. Yeah.
1: And like, you, you couldn't do, you know, the firefighter thing is a lot of the volunteer, you know, that's, sure. you know, you basically started at a very young age, and, you, and you're kind of working and going to school at the same time. Sure. Uh, so uh, I just kind of, I don't, I don't know. And, you know, the thing that's crazy, uh, Doug Prickett, is 9-11 happened mm. my, the first month I was in college. Oh, yeah. So literally, yeah. I mean, then I'm like, of course, second-guessing myself. Like, man, maybe I should, you know, and you saw the heroicism with that, um, you know, the first responders, you know, obviously, especially the firemen. Like sure. that was something I was like, you know, my first semester in college, I'm like, man, like, you know, we have our family's got a big heart for firefighters, you know? So yeah, that that was, the timing and stuff was just, you know, impeccable, you know, there. Um, but, but I think, I, I think the biggest reason went the the teaching and coaching route is I had some people at, you know, Chris Lake South that really um, played a big role in like, you know, shaping me, believe it or not, when I was a kid in middle school, um, I was in a lot of trouble. <laughs> uh yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, at, at Lundahl Middle School in Chris Lake, they used to have what's called the box, which is in-school suspension.
0: Oh, I, I remember you—you you know, I was principal at Bernotis Middle School, uh-huh. right? And we had the and box there too. That was—you uh... Uh, could see in, but you couldn't see out.
1: <laughs> and uh, old Mister Rob Nemec spent a lot of time in there.
0: Okay, all uh, right.
1: And you know, I just, uh, just you know, it's a phase, whatever you want to say, and. Yeah. Wasn't wasn't real big on uh, authority and um you know missed uh missed out on a lot of opportunities, you know, young age and stuff. And I guess I learned a hard lesson. Like, you know what, if you get in trouble, Rob, you can't play three sports, you can't hmm. uh do well in school, you know, you, you can't have the same social, you know, stuff. So maybe start acting straight, you know what I mean? Like uh, you know, like straighten up here a little bit and um maybe things will go a little bit better for you. And they did. Once I got into high school, I kind of got disciplined by some coaches and, um, you know, started to find out that uh, I started taking classes, I think, also that were a little bit more challenging. Yeah. You know, kind of, you know, the honor stuff when I was younger and such in high school. And I think that big piece of it, like, maybe, you know, put me on a little bit more discipline track, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, Um, I think always the thing that when I was in high school, the biggest thing was is – I felt like I never had enough support. Like, you know, and I could never have enough support. Like There was always an abundance of it. You know, like there was always people who were, we want to say checking in on you. And I was like, man, these these people actually do care. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, I mean, not just about like my grade. Like they care about more than that. You about you
0: as a person. Did yeah. You play, did you play yeah. sports in middle school? I mean, would, did the love of sports come in when you were young? Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, from, you know, travel travel baseball and, and then playing basketball for forever you know and uh you know not not trying to knock it but like today travel baseball is a little word that's kind of used overused because there's <laughs> travel baseball back in the 90s and t- in 2000s That like, you know there's only two teams in the county now there's 200 so um you know the, the level of competition yeah. was pretty high uh back then um and uh also the, the basketball and i actually got suspended games in middle school for my behavior mm. you know and i, and I think um, I had a teacher in seven, I had a teacher in seventh and eighth grade. Maybe you heard of her before. Her name is Julie, uh, Abin. she became Julie green. She got remarried. Oh yeah. Um, so English teacher of mine, um, you know, really, uh, changed my thinking on how to treat people and mm. how to, uh, um, essentially, you know, put, you know, put, you know, reorder my priorities, let's say. Um, and, and, you know, it's funny thing is a cool story about that is, um, When I was um, third or fourth year teaching, there was a grant, the Teaching American History grant that was going around the county, and you got to take classes through Aurora University for free, and I walk into one of these classes, and she's sitting there, and I was her partner for the entire semester, so here's my former teacher, who essentially, you know, he'd use the word saved me, but saved me from going down a path of a lot more poor choices as I got into high school, and now I'm her partner on a project. Wow um in a you know grad class through aurora university i mean you talk about a a 180. No I mean, that's kidding. that's just a you know that was, that's just something that was and I, and I loved it you know she had like tears in her eyes you know i mean we we're working together on this project you know it was great
0: Wow. Wow! you know, I think that's really interesting. You know, I, I you had a, you had a rough, um, you know, middle school career and, and turned it around, you know, maybe my own world, like, Yeah. and I was like, well, sure. But by, by the time <laughs> you got to high school, but I mean, I think I was the same way, you know, I had a, I had a uh, rough high school, um, a rough time in high school, barely skating by, by the skin of my teeth and, and yeah. so never, never saw myself, you know, actually working at a high school once I got into education you know I never never saw myself here and it may have been because of that that fear of uh you know like I'm never stepping foot back into high school again is for, uh, forever you know because of my sure. experience as a high school student mm-hmm. um but it's you know but how you portray it you had all the supports in the world in terms of the adults that were oh, surrounding you in high, yeah. when, by the time you got to high school and, and seeing that how much people wanted to pour into you and not just to, not just to see you you know not just I mean for you for, for you as a human being wanted to see see you succeed so do mm-hmm. you think that um, I mean what you know talk a little bit more about the role sports played in, in you know like turning your life around because you hear all the time you know I used to say to kids and you've probably maybe you've said it too like the kid wants to say i'm gonna i'm gonna play in the nfl you know and, and we're like you know yeah but you, you're not going to get there unless you pay attention to your your grades and your academics no one's going to want to bring you on to their team if you have a poor work ethic i mean do you, do you feel like like sports a combination of sports and people saved you almost it's not kind of yeah
1: I, I, yeah you know we always use that hyphenated word student athlete right what comes yeah, right. first is, is the word uh, student right you know and, and i know that's kind of overplayed here but um i can't be an athlete unless i'm a student first right? right and for me i wouldn't be a good student if i'm not an athlete right and i think the big reason why is because i think two things one i knew that you know for you know for athletics and such the student part of it was just as, as important because i wasn't probably going to the nba right i wasn't gonna be a professional baseball player right sure um But so, like, I think I kind of understood that part. But also, there's a big academic side to playing sports. People don't realize you have to be a smart individual or, I guess you say, somebody who works at your – you know, it's no different than studying for a test when you're getting ready, especially on the higher levels of athletics. Yeah. I mean, you know, just – I mean, whatever you want to say, run a play. If you don't know how to run the play, you're not going to be able to, you know, get yourself in the game. But then the back end of that was, like, you know, the – me – you know, playing three sports all four years in high school, um, you know, and, 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 being, I guess you'd say somewhat successful, uh, made me a better student because I think like, I didn't want to blow it if that makes sense. Like I want, you know, and also, um, I didn't want to let anybody, I started to figure out that like I had, you know, different paradigms coming at me. You got your, your, your teacher paradigms and you have your coaches paradigms. Right. And I didn't want to let either of them down,
0: mm. you know,
1: and I think that's what it kind of took. Like, um, that route with me, and I'm not saying it works with every student, but um, I feel like that's something I've kind of gone towards even as a teacher is you create a standard that's so high. You know what I mean? Just on expectations of the person, not not a standard of like a grade or a target. That's not mm-hmm. what I mean. I mean, as standard as like being a human being that they, you know, almost like, like, like when I was a student, almost generally feel bad when you, you aren't successful, but at the same time, you're not afraid to go communicate why you weren't mm. or why you came up short or why um, this isn't done on time. Right. Or whatever it might be. Right. And those challenges, I think, and I think that I've learned about it as far as like, you know, and I hate to, I, don't, I never wanted to like say like, I wanted to make somebody proud, but at the same time, um i always kind of like competed to like not let anybody down i think that was a big piece of it and i think a lot of our kids feel that way too you know the problem the missing piece is the bridge in between that that's the communication the understanding like them knowing that it's okay you know i hate to use the word it's okay to fail but like if they do let you down okay let's fix it right 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 you know and they're and it's gonna happen i think that's that's the biggest thing that I've learned even too in my first, you know, I've been teaching 15 years and I'm still learning every day. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, but the thing that I've changed probably the most, I think, you know, as far as challenge goes, is I got away from like worrying so much about like, um, you know, for example, like giving a zero, if it's late or something, Mm -hmm. you know, or, um, not being understanding of a situation as much as I am now, you know, and I think that comes back to the, the empathy piece, you know, like, Sure, that's something that I learned at a young age. And I think that's, that's probably what steered me to, toward being an educator. And I started to think about that more here, probably in the last five to 10 years. Um, Cause I think my first five, to be honest with you, I was um, probably a little bit more too much military you know? mm-hmm. like, you know, like, you uh, know, like, and like uh, almost like no nonsense, you know, like, and like a nice, and I don't think I was a very good teacher. Like, I mean, I still question if I'm any good right now, you know, I'm mm-hmm. always, every, any good teacher does that.
0: It's that imposter syndrome. Yeah. Like, like, no, that's that, you know, when you hear, when you hear a description of a, you know, a great teacher or something, you're like, Oh, that's yeah. not me. You know, I do, I do the same thing, you know, as, a, as just an educator, you know, I'm thinking, oh, oh man, I'll never, I'll never live up to that standard. You know, it's that imposter syndrome that takes over. You right. Know? And that's,
1: and that, I think that, that comes from setting a high standard, you know, sure. and that's, and we can, and we doesn't have to be just, you know, like we use the word rigor all the time with academics we can have rigor with people, yeah, you know? sure. and, and like any, you know, I mean, not just girls basketball. I mean, obviously I spent a lot of time with them probably more than any student in our building. Right. Um, the, they can probably tell you what the rigor is as far as being a human being around me is, mm. you know, it's, it's, it's a different level of expectation. Um, and that's because that's all I ever known. That's all I've ever known to be successful.
0: Yeah talk about that a little more man about, about like you know the the uh the head coaching gig you know it's 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 uh it's a little bit different than being than being an assistant coach you know uh yeah. I, I i i i can't speak to the coaching world um mm-hmm. but but i equate it and you tell me if i'm wrong i equate it you know from like being an assistant principal or being mm-hmm. a principal you know the being a sure. principal is a lot different than being an assistant principal you have a lot more Absolutely. i feel a lot a lot larger sense of responsibility so mm-hmm. talk about talk about what those girls mean to you and, and about that role as head coach
1: yeah and it's taken time for me to evolve as that you know first this is the first job I had as a head coach you know like I've been a head coach of a level that's not the same where you're the head coach of literally the, every level every program every coach and the one thing I think the biggest thing for me that I learned is I've been an assistant coach and you know worked for many different people but the one thing that I always told myself is be appreciative of your assistant coaches mm. you know and I got you know Megan Edwards Alex Thompson Kyle just Stephanie Oros Hope Wank, these people do things that nobody sees right sure you know like they all the things that that go along and running a, a, a program is they do things in their time and their effort and you know I mean their relationship building with the kids is something that people don't I mean unless you're there and you kind of see it you know the parents know it whatever but on the surface level just you know whatever the score goes in the newspaper. There's only one coach that speaks on behalf of yeah. that score. Right. But as far as the score goes for our program, like I, you know what I mean? Cause I always felt as an assistant coach when I was appreciated, like my effort, my work, whatever, like, I, I feel like I wanted to do more. I wanted, to, I wanted to, you know, be more part of it, you know, and the more that I wasn't or the more that I guess you'd say, Uh, I was neglected as an assistant coach, then I guess you said the less effort and work I want to put in. So like, that's the one thing that I think is really important that I, that I wanted to make sure I did as a head coach. And Mm -hmm. because I know a little bit along the lines, you know, just my personality, but then also their personalities, you know, as far as like good cop, bad cop, I'm going to be the bad cop a lot of the time. You know what I mean? As far as being Mm -hmm. the head coach, you know, and the assistants do a great job, you know, you know, being the good cop, but I balanced that by, you know, off the floor, I, I don't know if you know this. I, when we're in school, every kid checks in with me during the day at some point.
0: I did know that. Yep. Just from hearing from the kids
1: over here at East. Yeah. I, I, and, and I learned that when I student taught. I student taught with a guy whose name was Jim Weeks, and he's won just won another state title last year in Nebraska, basketball coach. He ended up coaching college for a little bit, went back to high school. When I, when I was student teaching, uh, I saw like in the fall. I mean, the season hadn't even started yet. Now, I only do it during the season just because I don't want, you know, the kids are doing other things and such. But these kids would come in and just give their coach a fist pound. And then if he had any information to give them, he gave it to them. You know what I mean? Whatever it is, a simple, you know, yeah. like, hey, just a reminder that, you know, we're 2.55 p.m. today. Make sure you bring this. All right, thanks. Good. All right, have a good day. And the when I learned, I was like, man, I was like, so they just, you know, they just got barked at, you know, the whole day before. Like one kid, you know, he had a bad day of practice, let's say. But the next day, 7.30, 8.30, whatever time he walked in there, right? You know, because they had to check in by 9 a.m. They walk in there. Hey, coach, how are you doing? Fist pound good. And, like, it's like, a, you know what I mean? Mm. Because I don't want them to feel like I'm, you know, I don't want them to feel like they're – because basketball is the least of it. You know, like, I want them to, yeah. you know. And, you know, most of them, will, you know, pop, you know, because they got the open aim. That's when it was we did it during aim. Yeah. You know, they pop over and stuff. But um, sometimes during the passing period, whatever it might be. Um, I think it's really important because now, you know, I got trying to try and make up for that little bit of – I hate to use the these word backup, but you know I'm harder on them than most. Well, sure, but okay, I mean, so. you're,
0: you know, you're, use, you're you're wiping the slate clean. You're mm-hmm. letting them know you're letting them know that you still love them and that you still care yeah. for them. Yeah, that yesterday, the the previous day, whatever it was that you know the, whatever the play what the play is, whatever. Maybe they didn't work as hard as they could have at practice. Whatever it was, you, you're willing and ready to start over, and you expect them to be too. You know, mm-hmm. check in, fist bump, let's move on. Right. Absolutely. Just want them to know they're valued.
1: You know, and that's absolutely that's that's the number one thing when you know just check the check-in thing that we do and you know it could be as 20 seconds could be a minute whatever it might be they're checking in just so that they know i value them yeah yeah and you know that's I love that. that that's 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 pretty that's pretty powerful i think you know just because like i was like man i was like oh i wish i I, wish when I was a you know an athlete i wish i would i wish i could because there have been some days that Really, I couldn't really use that, you know. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, listen, you you speak though to to. I mean, this that's not just in that's not just for me. That's not just in the coaching world, in the in in the athletic world. That's that's in life. That's in the classroom. That's in family. I mean, that that's what we have to live by, right? I mean, that's a value. That's a value. Absolutely, I love that.
1: And checking in on people doesn't cost nothing. It doesn't, you know, do nothing. It's just, you know, time. But you know, like we'll make time for it. You know, that, that, yeah. that's, that's important. Yeah. I um, love that. But yeah, just extended on what you said about being a head coach. I think that's some, that's some two, two things that started with me, that like I thought were important was make sure that my assistant coach coaches are appreciating value, but then also that, you know, being the head coach and stuff, like having a high rigor for their character, mm-hmm. And you, you know, our phrase uh, one, like, you know, when we break, we don't like, I'm not the typical hours. coach that says one, two, three warriors or one, two, and I'm not knocking that. That's, that's whatever. But me, I just say one team and the kids immediately, they reply with all in. Mm-hmm. And that's been our, that's been like that for six years, you know, different coaches say different things, whatever. That's just been our thing on anything. We're not changing it. Like some people, you know, some teams go through, you know, this is going to be our motto for this year. This is going to be our saying for this year, whatever it might be, you know, they might have some different, we're just one team all in all the time if you're not if you're you're one foot out you're not welcome here we meet as a team we meet in the center circle and everybody's in the circle if i see one foot out i stop my sentence and i say we we got we got somebody who's not all in right now just and it it, it might be stupid right it might be like whatever but it's just it's just important like that 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 mentality
0: it's symbolic i
1: I hope so i hope so yeah And and i think that that's you know, obviously we've had some, you know, uh, most success than ever than, you know, the history of the school and girls basketball. Yep. I'm a great the talent helps that our talent level has been amazing, but at the same time, um, we've done some pretty special things. I think a big reason for it is I think they kind of understand the culture of it. Um,
0: That's so true. That's so true. You know, I, I again, I equate that to, to academics. You know, when when I was principal, uh, elementary principal, I spent eight years in one school in a very low socioeconomic, uh, high poverty area, and uh, at the end of that eight years, you know, you, we were the only school that at the time when AYP was still a thing, adequate yearly progress, we were the only school in the district that had met every indicator of AYP. And the only thing we ever focused on was culture. The only thing. Because it's symbolic. Because it says I belong here. Because you tell you teach people value. Mm-hmm. You teach people that they belong, that they that they are supposed to be there, and the let the rest take care of itself, man. When I yeah. look at your program, I see that these girls feel this sense of family, this sense of they are truly one team, and uh, the and the the re- rewards follow, man. Yeah, that that's
1: I I I mean I it, it took a while to get to the reward part, but sure. we're seeing, they're starting to reap them. You know, like, and uh, I think it's a lot easier to preach culture and stuff when you are successful. But in my first two, three years as the head coach, it was a battle. It was a struggle. Sure. You know, we had, you got to you got people, you know, you got, you got, um, you know, differing opinions, you got different agendas, you have competing interests, all these things, but it kind of comes back to, and like, we were kind of talking earlier with the culture piece, being all in is you're not letting the person down next to you. You're not letting the person down across from you. You're not, you know, like that's, Good. that's the thing that, and if you do, well we're all right here to make sure that you don't, you don't do it again or we're gonna correct it and fix it. Cause we're with you. We're inside the circle with you.
0: That's right. That's right. I love that. With I love you. that uh, inside the circle with you that we can take that so far in, in, uh, you know, outside the, the court into, into, into the classroom and into life. Hey, Rob, um, Talk about a challenge maybe that you've faced, you know, during your, you know, going mm-hmm. on, this is that your, you're entering into your 15th year in, in mm-hmm. public education. I mean, is there a, is there a, something that stands out to you as a challenge that you've had to face as a teacher when you're in the trenches and how you had to dig yourself out of that?
1: Yeah. Uh, well, just a simple one here today. We, you know, we, we had it, you know, right now we're on this, the zoom and we're really reliant on uh, technology today. Um, both of my zooms dropped my, my, uh, my first hour and my third hour today, yep. both dropped like five, one of them was only six minutes in and we have a big project. We just started, there was going to be a lot of, you know, explanation and question asking, but you know, I think maybe a month and a half ago, I probably would have freaked out a little bit and got a little, you know, uneasy or been like, what's going to happen and got mad or whatever, but it's totally out of my control, right? If I'm going to preach to the kids, you know, control the controllables, well, this is something out of our control. So I immediately, I got on my phone, I posted the Schoology an update, kind of gave them a rundown of what I expected of them. And then I would see them on Wednesday and we'll kind of revisit what we were supposed to finish up today on Monday. So we, yeah, we might've lost a half a day on Zoom, but I know we'll make it up. Okay, and uh, that was just a simple one. Um, I would say like a big, uh, you know, in, in my past was me as far as like teaching goes, like with history and such, was getting away from worrying so much about the content which, you know, a lot of times history, you know, and even like sometimes parents will sometimes ask that too. Like, why aren't they learning this? Or why didn't you teach them this? Or sure. what are they learning about? And they're so caught up in like the, the content stuff, right? That I've gone more to like them being more, you know, we use the word skills-based, but I'd just say like the best way to explain that is I want them to be more historians than mm-hmm. fact finders. if that makes sense? Yeah, a historian yeah. is somebody who questions what happened and questions the decision that talks about the cause and effect you know I mean? Almost develops their own, you know, theory, you know, and I'm not saying that every kid who walks in my door is going to walk out a historian, but if they can act like it for 45 minutes, okay, it's only going to improve their skills. Cause we've been hearing that a lot, right? The last three, four years, the skills, the skills, the skills, well, here's what being a skill is thinking for yourself. Okay. And, And even thinking critically. Right. But then also, taking what you know and form an opinion about it and backing it up with evidence right Mm -hmm. well those are the those that those fall into like six out of our eight skills just doing those two things so if you get if i can get kids in here to come in and it doesn't matter if we're talking about you know uh you know the louisiana purchase right (laughs) or we're talking about you know the you know a, a treaty from 1848 i don't know whatever whatever thing you want to think of that stuff is not as important as getting these kids to think critically think for themselves, you know what I mean? Form opinions about what happened or, or, or form uh, answers to why, if they happened for that matter. Right. And you know, along the way they're going to pick up the history. And I was so, when I was a young teacher, I was so hell bent on, you know, well, they got to know this. Well, they don't know who did this. They don't know who this person is. Right. You could talk to the average person. You've seen that, like those old Jay Leno where they interview people and they ask them questions and they don't have a clue what the answer are or the show, are you smarter than a fifth grader, right? Okay. Most people, I hate to say it, it's not about membering stuff. That's That's not what it's about. So if I can, you know, teach them the history while at the same time, like asking them how they feel and why that person maybe felt the way they felt when it happened, like I use empathy a ton more now as a teacher, like as far as like putting them in the, the perspective rather than just saying like, Hey, did you know this person did this or did, you know what I mean? Did you know what year sure. this happened in? Like I, that was the biggest challenge for me. Just like my whole complex because I grew up in the, you know, nineties and basically U.S. history was just timeline history, right? Yeah, learn the dates. Just boom. Learn you the You just history. go through here and you know what I mean? Oh, yep. I, yep. I knew that. You know what I mean? This this uh, amendment passed this year. I know who's, you know, I, I, like you just did timeline history. And the same thing went with college. I mean, I took classes. It was like U.S. history from 1800 to 1865. U.S. history from 1865 to 1940. Like, and that was the biggest challenge for me as a teacher because I was so worried about like the content stuff like them, like knowing like all those dates and all the key, you know, the key players as they call them, right, and yeah. events and such. To now, I'm like, it's okay. Like, don't, don't get upset about that part of it, you know, because – I love it. I love it. That was hard for me, that was, and, that, that, and that was something that it – even, it even comes up in, you know, even our PLC today. You know, well, what should we do? Should we take – like, we're talking about that right now because we're just – I mean, we're only meeting with these kids 43 times this semester. Sure. You know, and, like, it's a lot different than when you see them 80 times. Sure, yeah, like sure, especially there's some things that are hate to use the word cut out, but that you a little
0: bit – I mean, you you bring up a valid point. I mean, there's some that that uh, I I talk about quite a bit, and I hear about quite a bit, and um, that is how. And I see it, man, because I've 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 been at the elementary, the middle, and the high school, right? And right. I, I've never see I've never seen um, you know more importance placed on content because we've got to get through it. I mean, right. content content is is king, and and yeah. yet and yet what you're saying, you know, just gives me affirmation that we're on the right track when we when we keep yeah. saying. We have to have connections before content. You, you, yeah. mentioned, you mentioned empathy, right? I mean, if, right. If, if we tie emotions to what we're teaching, you're naturally right. going to remember it more, right? Yeah, so, so you can't do that by, by being a fact finder. Right. I mean, you, can, you can punch up on your phone right now this little mini computer that we've got with us at all times of the day and find anything out in the world. Right. That, can't transfer some of those skills that you're teaching them to right. different content areas or even areas of your life like being a critical thinker or you know work being being a collaborative worker in a group or something you know to to be right. a more of a historian and how do you feel about them? how do you yeah. think they what do you think they meant by that i mean that's the important stuff right there i love yeah. that you said that and and to follow up with that like you use the word collaboration
1: i love pbl i love project-based learning yeah And my old project-based learning stuff would be more like, all right, this group, you're going to tell us all about, you know, the battle of Antietam. Right. And they would just basically just tell you a bunch of facts about Antietam. Okay. Whereas now the project-based thing, okay, you got the battle of Antietam and you're going to explain to us, why did Abraham Lincoln think it was a good time to issue the Emancipation Proclamation right after that? Not, I don't care about how many people died in Antietam. I don't, you know what I mean? Why did Abraham Lincoln, you know, you, that, that time, why did he, why did he do that? And what did the emancipation proclamation even mean to the people at that time? Right. Sure. And like look at it from other perspectives. So now the project goes from just being like, Hey, you got Gettysburg go, you know, you got three days, come back and put together. Now it's a lot different. And I didn't realize I was doing that already where I, you mm-hmm. know, like I, you know, like I was, I was getting the creative create thinking, I was making those connections, but you just almost have to, where um, they, you know, they use the word uh, scaffold it, right? To get yeah, that. right. And 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 that's something with the that I love about it. You know, with the Zoom and stuff, you know, we're we're working through, we're doing some group stuff, you know, in the breakout rooms and such right now. But um, I cannot wait till we're back in the room and we can actually oh, do some, some PBL stuff and do some connections um, in the actual classroom itself. I'll, you know, I'll and tell you what, man.
0: The day we get back in the classroom, uh, the day we can come back to school, it's going to be a celebration for sure. I mean, I know all, all of us are yeah. feeling the same thing. and Absolutely. You know, I, just, I just, again, I love the fact that, um, you know, you focus on connections. And I see that across the board. <clears throat> Excuse me with so many of our teachers, you know, that, that, that's, that's where they're placing their focus right now. And, and they have uh, the past three years that I've witnessed is on connections with kids because they realize that that's where we get the most bang for the buck out of these kids, you know, especially at the Mm -hmm. high school level, Rob, last question for you. Absolutely. Think about young Rob Nemec. Mm -hmm. Go go back to middle school. What advice would you give a teachers today dealing with, that kid dealing with that young Rob Nemeck. how do we get through to you? How do we, how does a teacher today get through to young Rob Nemec?
1: Well, I think the first thing is, is like, find out what actually does make, you know, that youngster tick or talk, you know, like there's gotta be something that they enjoy. There's gotta be something that they like or they, they got, there's gotta be some way that they like to learn and f- seek that out, find that, but also, you know, like the same with myself, maybe there's some underlying reason to why this behavior is going on that way or maybe mm-hmm. why these choices are being made. And that's, and that's a road that you got to be delicate with, you know, because, you know, that hopefully, you know what I mean, the, you, could, you could find that information out, but I don't think um, you can find that information out without earning it, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and as teachers, um, we kind of earn the right to, to understand them you know, and, and I think that, I love that. It, like, I don't, I don't think that they should just, you know, feel like just because I'm their teacher, they have to tell me everything. I would never expect that because I know as a student, I wouldn't do that. Now, if you've earned it, you know what I mean? And yeah, I actually believe that I'm valued by you and you understand me, I might. So with, with young me, there's got to be something there, like why this student isn't, I guess you'd say, um, willing to be so successful. But the other piece about that is, is what are things that, you know, he or she enjoys and, and, you know, what, what process do they like to make? You know what I mean? I guess you say learning important to them because believe me, when I, was, I wasn't, I wasn't that bad, but I feel like maybe the problem was when I was in middle school is um, I wasn't challenged either. You know, mm-hmm. like I hate these word it was easy, but then when you got to high school, then, you know, now your classes are a little bit more tiered, you know, based on, you know, skill and ability level. Sure. Um, so, um, yeah. And we also, I don't know if you know this, we went to middle school from 12.30 p.m. to 5.30 p.m. when I was in seventh grade. So the time that I was, you know, I guess you'd say being the, the problem child, let's say, we were in school from 12.30 to 5.30 because uh, right. Crystal Lake was going through split shifts and we were That's overcrowded right. schools. So I wonder maybe that had something to do with it, but I don't know. I mean, you can make all the excuses in the world. Long story short is some people found out the way that I ticked and I talked and not necessarily held it over my head, but kind of like put that carrot out in front of me and I was willing to run after it. You know?
0: I, I love that, man. I think it's, I think it's, uh, that's so true. And as you know, as you speak about, you know, your, your experience with sports and with people in your life, I mean, I feel like if I had had that when I was in high school too, mm-hmm. um, you know, probably my four years of high school would have turned out a, a whole lot differently. You know, mm-hmm. if I had, if I could name one person at my school, um, who, who intentionally reached out to me and, uh, found out what made me tick, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and, um, let me know that they valued me. It might've been different. I mean, I'm here now, you know, I turned out, I turned out great, but I wonder about all the kids who aren't going to, you know, who aren't going to be, um, as, as lucky as us, you know? So I love how you, I love how you said, you know, from the student perspective, um, am I valued by you? you know and I'm, I'm gonna go through my days and think about that when i'm dealing with kids and even with other people and and think yeah. how am i showing this person that i value them right now i think that's so critical for us to keep right in mind. i love that you said that
1: and it's an i question myself on it all the time like i could just tell you about an instance today like i you know these were got after a couple people who have you know are pretty late on turning some things in and they're great you know they're they're not D or F students, but they're acting like it's just yeah. on their choices. Right. And I'm like, man, did, when I left that finishing part of the zoom call, like they sticked on after I asked my, you know, I kind of like internalized it, like, okay. Um, did I get through to them? Do they feel like I wasn't getting after them because of the project, but I was kind of getting after them because they have so much more to offer than what they're presenting yeah. right now as, as students. And that, that's kind of like the end game goal in athletics i do it naturally right like you know yeah we want to win the game but you know like they're not going to win the game for you if you don't they don't feel like they're appreciated and yeah. valued by you you know they're not you know they, that's just not they're not they're not going to guard they're not going to run you know as they say like run through a brick wall for you right and use coaches speak they're not going to do those things unless they truly believe like you're valuing them You know, and I think that's something that, and it took me a lot of failure. You know, I mean, I just, I, I thought, I'll just come in and I expect them to do that, right? I would have done it, right? My coach told me to do this, I better do it, right? Yes, sir. Boom, get on the line, run a million sprints, all that stuff. But you know, the way you know people are motivated today, it's a little bit different. Yeah, a little bit different. For sure,
0: for sure, I love it, and we can't go in and expect, like you said, you know, we can't go in and expect. I think that's where we make our biggest mistake, whether it's Mm -hmm. expecting that they respect you before you show them that you respect them. I mean, we, we just can't do that. And I think we know that I think we can do better. So Mm-hmm. I love that. Rob, this has been a great conversation, man. I'm, I'm so glad that you uh, were able to join me on the, on the warrior EDU podcast today. If Thanks people want to, Oh yeah, man. I'm so appreciative of you. If, I, if people want to reach out to you and um, you know, and follow up on something you said or know, know a little bit more um, besides your, you know, work email here, how can they get a hold of Are you out there on social media? I'm pretty sure. Yeah.
1: I'm on, I'm on uh, Twitter. It's just at uh, Mr. Rob Nemec. Yeah. Okay, um, and then we have a you know also I run the McHenry Girls Twitter basketball Twitter so it's uh, McHenry GBB so great at great. McHenry GBB but um my my you know disregular whatever you want to say professional personal one is at at Mr Rob Niemikins N I E M I C so
0: great great no problem at all. Well, well, I appreciate that, and I know that our listeners will uh, will appreciate that too. And uh, I, I really appreciate you joining me in the War Room today, and uh, encourage your colleagues to hit me up and and come on out and get on the podcast with us. So it's been great getting to know you a little bit better, Coach. And uh, I hope that we can. I'm looking forward to this girls' basketball season. Let's get it underway. Yeah. Yes, sir. You bet. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Rob. Take care. Bye. Bye. Bye.